Hey, everybody, let's test this fucking mic again. Check the fucking mic. Merry fucking Christmas. The path of the witch is so unique that the gift of witchcraft I was able to see, hear, and communicate with spirits. A very personal relationship between a person and spirit. Carnal lust and fun things like that. Working with different energies and spirits and communicating. Creating magic. Powerful yeah. ritual and powerful spells. She's actually sending me in the cold. The role of the witch is to make change. Let's be y'all. Let's be. People ask me, like, okay, I'm a witch, and I don't know what to do. As for our intro, it's because we still have mic problems, so at some It's point- been almost a year! <laughs> you know, it's like, we have this, like, really nice microphone, which sounds great <laughs> in theory, but for whatever reason, it sometimes, from time to time, just, just decides that I, it doesn't want to communicate with the computer. I would like to remind our listeners that we have brought up multiple times that I have nothing to do with the technology... Nothing. Therefore, this shit cannot be blamed on me. It might be the only thing we're doing right is by not letting Kanani touch the technology. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's 100% correct. I'm just saying. Children! Can't be blamed on me. I'm going to go back to eating my blizzard. Okay. Happy holidays, everyone, from That Witch Life Podcast. It's our holiday episode. And I'm hosting today. My name is Courtney, and I am joined by Hillary... Hello! And Kanani. Hello. Courtney just stared at me and I was like, oh, am I supposed to say a thing? Well, she just walked in after cleaning deer poop off your dog. Yeah, we went, my dog was running around the woods and like dove, dove headfirst into some deer poop and then just rubbed it all over her body. You know what, if my children did that, I would so give them away. Yeah, (laughs) I was like, 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 and then she's in the car, she's like, shouldn't we cuddle though? And I'm like, no, No. (laughs) poop neck, get the fuck out of here. No, no ma'am. There seems like it's something seasonally appropriate for your dog to roll in deer poop. It was probably reindeer poop. Let's just call it reindeer poop. I'm like looking at these flies in our in our mm. recording space here and I've, I'm like, get the bugs. Get them. Get them out. <laughs> so anyway, um, welcome to the podcast. The three of us have not been together since before Thanksgiving because we recorded two at oh, that time. True. So it's been a while. So um, it would be great to hear. Um, oh, before we forget. I have Christmas presents for the two of you. Oh! Okay. All right. I didn't wrap them. I love We're going to tell everybody it was because I was environmentally friendly, but the truth is it's because I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, all right. You have to close your eyes because okay. I didn't wrap them. Oh, crap. All right. Yeah. Close them. Okay. So, don't open them until I tell you to. Don't open them until I tell you to. Hold your don't hand Don't take up. my blizzard. Kanani, I can't eat your blizzard anyway. It's full of celiac. That's oh, true. Hold out your hand. Oh. Okay. Here we go. It's full of celiac? Yeah, her blizzard's know, right? full of celiac. It's full of disease. It's a, it's a I don't cookie know. dough. Cookies I'm going to eat it just the same. Okay, you can open your eyes now. Oh, I love it. My God, they're Planchet keychains, and they're beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's really fun. Oh, yeah, I love so that. Um, I gave Kanani, it, um, it's a it's a little Buddha on a keychain. I love that. Yeah, for two reasons. One, because... Um, when we used to go to the Crystal Heart bookstore, you know that was you were drawn at that time to the more the more Eastern mysticism, and I haven't seen you go there in a while, so I wanted you to have it. And I know that you know the holidays and well, in your life in general is pretty stressful, and so I thought it might be nice for you to remember just to breathe. And Hillary, I got that because it reminded <laughs> us, reminded me of summoning demons in my parents' old house with the Ouija board, like our first. Kind of like witchy experience experience of doom. That's awesome. (laughs) And so it is a reminder to you not to summon demons in parents' houses. I mean, (laughs) sometimes you. Sometimes it seemed like a good idea. Sometimes you're in a parent's house and you need to summon summon a demon, right? (laughs) At Christmas, the demons tend to summon themselves. So. I brought gifts. Oh my god, you guys! I have gifts, but they're not ready. I did not. Element still being shipped. Is it a pig? I mean, there's for sure going to be a pig element in yours, you know? Right. And mine aren't wrapped just because I didn't want to, so. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, fat wrapping. It's but like I'm not gonna make you. I'm not gonna make you cover your eyes. So. Oh my god. I actually got a set for the three of us, so we each have a set. What is it? They're shot I'm glasses. On, oh my god, oh, they're shot glasses. They're shot say, glasses. I'm on the naughty list already. It's totally true. Uh, this is me because I'm like, oh my god, they're full of jello and shots. And they're it green. Turns out they're empty. And they're green, but- so they look like the Grinch. <laughs> You're so cute. <laughs> Thank and you. And they've got little Santa hats. Thank you. Thanks, Kanani. It's very nice of you. And I love that. there's one more gift that's okay. better than mine. And these are from my parents. Oh. <gasps> Candles. So, yes. My, oh my stepdad makes the most beautiful Ooh. and most oh scented. Oh, my God. There's two for each yes. one? Oh, my God. Oh, I'm totally putting these on the table because Brian and I are hosting Christmas dinner for my parents this year. They're totally going on the table. And he oh, makes... smells so He good. spends hours and hours making They're these so candles. They're so beautiful. Perfect. These are professional quality. I still yes. have... the When we were at the beach, I got yes. a gray one. It's they burn for so long. Yes, I still have half of it, and I've yes. used it so many times. Well, the yes. one that one that he gave me from the beach trip actually combusted in a giant prophecy spell I was doing, and did it really? It did. That's really amazing because yeah. that's how good it is. That's how good it is, and that's also how scary the prophecy was. <laughs> so um, yeah, sometimes witchcraft is messy. Yes, and it doesn't end up on Instagram because it ends up looking like a giant exploded candle all over your living room. That's right. <laughs> So anyway, well, um, let's let's update people as to what's been going on. What have you? I know, Hillary, you had like a ridiculous week at work. Oh know? my god! Yeah, I had a big event to run, so it's finally it's done, which feels good. I, it's been like my life for the last bit of time here, um, and I've been working on a lot of artistic stuff, which is great. But it's like kind of a ramp up to a number of shows coming up in the first quarter of this coming year. So that's going to be really exciting, and we'll announce those once I have yes. fir- firm dates. But the it's for sure an L.A. date, very likely a Chicago date, very, very likely a London date, and maybe Paris and Berlin. So we'll see. Um, the European dates are still, like, we're still working out. But I'll announce those once uh, once they're out, and some of our further away listeners can come out and say hi. Yes. That would be really fun. Yeah, right? Kanani is looking all festive in a leopard-trimmed Santa hat. It's cheetah print. Cheetah Thank print. You. Cheetah print Santa hat, yes. Um, we. I'm just thankful to be well right now. Oh, yeah, you were oh, on death's yeah, door. The week so before sick. Thanksgiving, I ended up with pneumonia, and my son ended up with a bacterial lung infection. So between the two of us, we were quite the pair, and my poor husband just had to take care of both of us while trying to not get sick, while trying to keep my daughter from getting sick. Which somehow managed to happen, and we got better, but, um, so Thanksgiving was just kind of a blur, and then now that it's almost Christmas, it just is like, what the hell are you talking about? It can't possibly be almost Christmas. It's so, so wild. This it, this just came, it the just The totally last snuck four or five months have just flown. Yes. I was like, oh my god, wait, what? Like, I go to Denver to, to visit my dad for the holidays, and it's like, that's literally happening in a week from today like <laughs> yeah. yeah it's um, my husband's birthday is mid-march and i tell him as soon as it's his birthday it's basically christmas again pretty much because yeah, the yes. first p- first part of the year is so slow but then as soon as march 18th hits which is his birthday and the year's over i am buried in trying to finish this manuscript and i'm never doing this again like setting a deadline for a manuscript after the holidays because there are a lot of things I want to do right now. I want to bake 8,000 cookies like I normally do and um, get the hat. Like, I didn't even decorate our tree until just last night. Yeah, I have to decorate normally, mine today. Yeah, we normally do it over um, Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, my tree has been up since Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Literally. Like, God damn it, Hillary. Like- <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's so funny because this time of year is supposed to be about slowing down. And I think that for most people... Who the is- fuck says that? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I've never fucking heard that, and that's a goddamn liar if I ever heard one. I know, because also you have a kid's birthday right after Christmas, too. Oh, fuck my life. (laughs) There is nothing slow about the months of, even October. October, November, December is just a shit show. Just insane. I mean, it's also my favorite time of year. This this section between Samhain and the new and the secular New Year. Yeah, right. Very, very favorite time of year, and I actually find that this is. A really poignantly magical time. Um, I also want to mention I just finished this incredible conference in um, Oakland, which was about, it was called Mountaintop Living a Movement Life. And it Mm. was a bunch of different 
faith leaders that came together and movement workers who are people of faith that came together to uh, basically what they said, hold each other tight and pull back the veil because, you know, think it's a really tough time right now in our yeah, world and in our is. country. And these are people that are working to improve the lives of others. And so it, it was a time for them really to come together and galvanize so they could dive deep into their work, especially with the coming year, which will be a very big year it's for gonna all It's going to be a really big year, yeah. Um, but what was so great is like everybody there was a freaking witch. Even if they were calling themselves or Christian or they were yeah. Jewish or so everybody was, was a witch witchcraft. somehow yeah. one way or another. And there was a one a wonderful one named Amakela Gaston who was the presiding artist in residence and she was she was a priestess and she really turned it into a ritual by singing different um, songs to the Orishas and songs to the goddess and stuff like that and it was just a wonderful experience so I was thankful and that's where I, I that's when I got your keychains was at the Raven's Wing in Oakland you know, oh, oh yeah it's such a cool store yeah, it's yeah I used to go when I lived in Oakland I went there right. all the time yeah so they have a Portland location and an Oakland location so it was fun to be back down there yeah, but, so good um, so our entire topic to Today we are, but we're having a lot of fun stuff that we're doing today. So um, we're going to first talk about some of the magical stuff that the three of us do during this season. So it's not just about capitalism and gluttony yeah. and things. There's also this is a very very powerful magic time. So we want to share some of the things that we do. Uh, we have in a little while Jason Mankey's coming on, who is the, who runs the platform for um, Patheos Pagan bloggers. So if you if you follow any sort of Patheos Pagan blog, it's he's him. the one who. He's well, he's it. the one who behind it and making that platform happen. And he has a new book coming out about the Wheel of the Year and the different seasons through a very um, traditional Wiccan structure. Mm-hmm. And also is going to be talking to us about Yule and things that we can do. And I'm super excited. We're going to play a game today. It's going. It's called, Is It a Hallmark Movie? Or Is It a Classic Witch Movie Kanani Still Hasn't Seen? Son of a bitch. <laughs> So what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe the plot of several different movies and Hillary Kanani and Jason, who doesn't know he's going to play yet. So when he gets on, we'll explain the whole thing that they're going to be winning, trying to win this prize, which are these eight luxury handmade gift tags that I got today at Safeway because they were on sale. <laughs> Safeway. Fucking <laughs> badass. I know, right? They're actually really cute. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not I feeling like so bad deer. about the fact that I'm going to lose this game anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm fight. Gonna I'm gonna fight someone for the deer one. So just <laughs> everybody knows that that like deer will, deer antler one. We will take a picture of the candles and these tags, and we'll have them on our website. Um, so anyway, so let's just let's talk for a second. What do you two do this time of year as witches? Everybody's like, why is everybody looking? Because <laughs> I assumed you'd start. You're the one that's always mouthy. Well, I'm. <laughs> Mouthy and and <laughs> knowing what to say. Or she's reaching, that's right, but she actually waits till the she's, very end. She's reaching for her blizzard. Yes. She's reaching for a blizzard. She's like, yeah, yeah. Nothing. I know. I was going to eat my ice cream. Um, I mean, I can start. I okay. asked. Yeah, go ahead and start. So I actually this time of year for me, um, it's it's for me, it's really important to connect with community. So I try and be of service during the holidays. Um, and that is sometimes uh, I'll go and either volunteer at a homeless shelter or I'll uh, pack specifically hygiene kits for um for the homeless so um uh for people that menstruate like menstruation products and uh soap and deodorant and fresh socks um and then um I also uh, will often help collect coats or um uh blankets and sleeping bags for warming shelters or, or people that are houseless so um I feel like part of the magic for me around this time of year is it's a really good time to give back um I think we like I feel so blessed throughout the year to be able to get so much um, and to be able to have have so much privilege to to be home to, to have steady employment to have relatively good health like you know all of these things are are, are big privileges so um, for me part of the magic is uh, connecting with people and in doing so and in packing these things putting pretty. Um, strong intention into the packs and then usually a note or an item that someone can hold to, to, so that they remember that someone cares. Mm. So that's part of kind of my my way of kind of giving back to the community and connecting. And then usually as well, um, I try and incorporate uh, items. So for my ancestors, people that loved certain things, I try and incorporate that either onto my altar or into uh, a, a holiday dinner or sometimes I'll hang their ornaments 
like pictures of them on the tree to oh, represent. That's wonderful. Yeah, so it's kind I of a way that. to. I mean, I I think a lot of my a lot of our connection in general comes through um, during Sawin, um, but I but I also feel like this is also a very like family oriented time. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it's I always try and um, make space for some of the traditions that were important to you know people in my life that have passed. And I think we sometimes forget that our departed loved ones especially if they were more conservative religious, may not be as attracted to the holidays of Halloween and Samhain to right. come through. They might, they might they still might on the other side be nervous about it. Come but through around, you know, Thanksgiving absolutely. or harvest or, yeah. yeah or, or especially or at Christmas. Christmas time, and so yeah. I, I think that including ancestor veneration in winter solstice or Christmas or, or yeah. Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever, I think Kwanzaa is very much focused on ancestry. Yeah. But some of the other holidays this time of year, Maybe not as much. And so it's an, a good time to bring them back in. Yeah. And I think I love that using the, the Christmas or the Yule tree as a, yeah. as a space to venerate Right, the to ancestors. be able to like, I mean, like even like you can just like whole punt, like foot, print out a copy yeah. of a picture. It doesn't have to be, I, I don't use, I mean, obviously I don't hang like heavy things on the right. tree. My tree isn't that big, but um, a lot of times I'll just like even take a photograph and set it in the tree or, or there'll be an ornament that I picked out specifically for the person. So like my mom loved, well, I do this every year. So she used to get us these, like, um, these little ornaments that are like little bird seed, uh, hearts that you hang from the tree outside. And then it's to feed the birds. And so I get those and hang them in my tree outside to honor her. And then I, and then I also have like some of the stuff that she put on her tree, uh, that I put on my tree specifically, like for a little oh, Cinda, so, Cinda, yeah. uh, she was, I, anyone that knew my mom, like she literally decked, it was like the entire yes. house, every inch of the house was a holiday. And it was not just Christmas. It was every holiday. Every holiday. It was like floor to ceiling. It was a little like going into a Hallmark store. It is not like, going to lie. No, I mean, it, it was, was like prettier, it's, classier, and much less homophobic, pe- but yes. still. <laughs> and people, and it's funny because people would come over and be like, Holy shit! You know it was, it was <laughs> glorious, like, though. I loved going oh, to I your lo- mom's I house. I loved that. So, so I try and incorporate some of that into into my tree, and then as well, like some of the things that I know, like my grandparents loved, or you know, stuff like that. That's that's wonderful. One of the things that you <clears throat> just mentioned that I was gonna that we're gonna put a, a link for on on the website as well as I want to make sure we've posted on Facebook. Was it was an article that I saw, and it was about having your kids decorate the trees outside yeah. with edible ornaments and mm-hmm. things to help feed the animals in the winter because it's so much harder for them to find food. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we live in a condo, so we don't have an outside and we don't have a backyard, but um, we have friends that do. And so I was thinking that we were we the kids and I talked, and we were going to start having a tradition where we make them and then we give them as gifts. That's such to people so cute. To put them in their backyards to help feed, you know, the natural wildlife and things like that. Um, and but that's something that I think is just—it's not something I'd ever thought. I mean, honestly, it's not something I'd ever thought of before. But particularly in winter, when food is so scarce, scarce that's when yeah. it's even more important. And it's they're to pretty put food like out the there. bird seed balls are actually pretty easy to make. You can find recipes for them online that like congeal them together, and then you just put like a little. Uh, like hook like wire in there and right. hang it and they just yeah and I saw it. they also had recipes for where you can make that but you fill the inside of an orange rind oh so it's held inside the orange rind and then you hang the orange and then you hang rind. the so orange cute. rind what a and cute also, idea I know and also, then, then there was the typical you know pine cones and peanut, peanut butter. butter and you know all the other That's things what we used to that, do as yeah kids. At, roll it and at yeah. the oh wow Yule Bazaar um, we had a kids corner and they actually did something similar where they cut apples in half. And then they put a like soy nut butter on the apple, That's and what then that dipped was. it, and then dipped it in bird seed, and then you could hang those. That's so cute. So, but anyways, I just thought that what a fun idea. It's like and, a cool way, right? and a cool way to give back and to still. And it looks pretty, even though you mostly kind of hole up in your house and you're not outside as much because it's cold. But it's still a way to be a part of what's happening outside. Yeah, kind of taking care of things. Yeah, and I. Yeah, I just I'd seen that, and I just thought, man, that is such a fantastic tradition to do every year is to make. Yeah, and it takes Things some like of that. the spotlight off the gimme, gimme, gimme. I just right. want toys. Yes, right. There are other things that are going on in the season that are not just about crap that Santa brought you. But speaking of Santa and ways to help kids, um, the U.S. Post Office. Oh my God, this has, is so awesome. This is yeah. really wonderful. Has been collecting letters to Santa from families who are struggling to meet 
the, meet these requests for their kids. And you can adopt a letter. You basically. can adopt a letter. So you yeah. can go through and... And so that's we'll have another link to that if you have some time. We're getting close to Christmas time, so if you're going to do it, you probably want to do, do it, it this week. Yeah, but this would be a great way to help out um, kids, especially with it. It's it's just heartbreaking when you hear about um, some kids whose parents have a little more resources. Santa brings them a lot of stuff, and, yeah, kid, and then other kids think that Santa doesn't love them doesn't as love much. them as and much. Not, yeah, and we know that's not that's true. not true at all. Um, there, I, I also do, so, um, at, at work we're doing two, uh, two different, adopt uh, a family. Well, we're doing, it's the, they're called, and I'll have to find the link for it, but they're basically, um, they're called something boxes. I can't remember, but they're like starter kits for foster families. So you put like, there's a dollar amount. So we're doing a couple, the whole office is contributing. I think they're like a hundred bucks or 125 bucks a box that you put in there, but it's like game. So like activities so for for people that have adopted foster children they don't know them yet so activities that they can bond over so like puzzles or games stuff like that then gift cards for the kids like ten dollar gift cards to target to you know to I don't even think Toys R Us is still around no, no. Wrong. but you know like local toy star toy stores or whatever things that they can and then activities like movie you can get like movie passes and stuff like that uh, we're doing a couple of those and then also we're doing a or my memory, I'm like a little bit spacey this week. Uh, but I, there is an organization that um, you can write letters to elderly people who are kind of isolated. A lot of elderly people don't have um, a lot of companionship or family around them. And I think especially during the holidays, that feels pretty isolating. So you can write letters and then put that you send them to the organization and then they distribute them. Uh, you know, they're meant to be non-denominational, just like, Hey, even just like, Hey, hope you're doing well. Like, you know, um, writing, writing from Portland, Oregon, whatever, you know? And so it's something that I think is nice to do. Uh, I wanted to make sure we had an activity that, uh, didn't cost money. So if people were tight financially, it's like the cost of you can get a card at the dollar store and the stamp is is inexpensive. So kind of good way to to make impact with that. Yeah, if you could share us with us the yeah, links. I'll give oh yeah, for, places, for sure put the links great. up. I yeah. just off the top of my head can't remember. Mm-hmm. We've had a, um, quite a few years where I would take my kids when I would be uh, willing to venture into the mall. And we would, they have like the giving trees mm-hmm. and we'd pick something and then my kids would go buy for that person and then you know we'd bring it back to the to the giving tree and so my kids you know I've never really um as much as they have and as blessed as they are I have never shielded from them what some people don't have yeah and so they do very much understand that they are very lucky lucky to have what they have and um all of their clothes and all of their toys we have friends that they get hand handed down to and so as soon as they outgrow something, they'll literally just bring it to me and be like, hey, this is for so-and-so, and we put it in a bag, Cute. and Love we that. start the bag. So they they fully understand that, you know, they're lucky to have what they have, and they like to be able to give what they don't need anymore to someone else. And and I think the abundance that happens at this time of year, I think, is a good time for people to kind of step back, reassess. Um, we always, before the holidays or before their birthday, and for my daughter, it happens to be both at the same time, um, we always go through all of their stuff before it happens. Because I always tell them, we have a finite amount of space. Yeah, we got to get rid of some stuff. Yeah, and there's there's more stuff coming in, which means we need to get rid of some stuff. So there's room for the new stuff coming in. And they get it, and they're they're fine with it. And um, I, I really try and instill in them, you know, we also have them where... They pick out a gift for each other. Yeah. And so they can kind of grasp the concept of it's not all about me. Yeah, me, yeah, yeah. Me, me. And it's it's a very thoughtful time. Yes. Yeah, I've I actually just put out my holly wreath on my altar this this year. Oh, lovely. And that's some, I, something I, I used to actually have a different altar cloth for each turn of the year. You know, I would follow the the Wiccan um, eight. Um, the, the Wiccan eight holidays, eight Sabbaths, and would change the tablecloth for each one. Um, but this is, um, I'm plan- I'm planning to do something on the solstice morning, which is December 21st or thereabouts, mm-hmm. which is getting up right at the light of dawn. I usually get up that time of day anyway, but I'm going to work on capturing the light at dawn because 
this is such a power. This is when the light this is, is light liter- returning. Literally this is the return, return of the light. Yeah, yeah literally returning. That's such a good idea. Ooh, yeah, I might, I might steal it. No, you absolutely, you absolutely should because <laughs> I, I think I won't be getting up at dawn, so I won't be stealing it. But, but if you don't get up at dawn, some people don't. What you can also you can also just set out the crystal the night before. That I can or like do an outside. I've also done an outside altar before, yeah. like something that. Obviously, be careful what you put out there. Make sure that it, like selenite, for instance, if it gets wet, will disintegrate. Like, right. make sure whatever stones quartz you put out there. Quartz crystals are good, or honestly, just like crystals you find in your, like, or rocks, rocks, you find in your or yard. like, you yeah. know, or like, you know, it's just even some. I've even put out again, like some greenery or rocks or like a, something that I know is going to be hardy out there. Yeah. So um, it's beautiful. I also um, so I really because this energy will be helpful if you're going through. Any dark time in the next year, you mm-hmm. need to uncover some information. So things are getting kind of weird at work. You need to know what's going on. You can then bring that stone back into your working. So it's like I'm shedding light on this. That's or if you're, really cool. Yeah, you're figuring yeah. out, I don't know what path to take here. Should I stay with this person? Should I go? Um, what magical studies should I be doing next? Bring that stone back into that and yeah. use that year round. And if you continue to use that stone year to year at every winter solstice. You just build its you energy. You build its energy so much. It becomes really really powerful so cool Um, I also really encourage people to be very mindful of paying attention to their dreams between Mm -hmm. um, winter solstice and Christmas I know every year or for many years I've had really profound premonition dreams on Christmas night so it's actually gotten to me so it's kind of you know it's the holiday so you want to indulge but I've actually been careful not to indulge too much on Christmas because I don't want to black out through right, that like Christmas not dream remember time. remember that dream because the, yes. the eggnog was extra good. The eggnog <laughs> yeah, was so good. But then I end up having some very... Also, this year we're having a new moon the day after Christmas on the 26th. Which is amazing. Really great time if you're wanting to banish some of the things that you don't want to bring into the new year. Mm. So definitely check out Chiron. Like we had Chiron Armand on earlier this year. He and he's awesome. got his book on clearing spaces. So... I tell people just tap into that. Make sure that you um, use this new moon time to really clear out and let go of that stuff. So um, I have actually a whole list of magical suggestions on the blog I write for Patheos. So I will link that on our website if you want to know more. But I also talk about like blessing your vehicle and honoring the ancestors and decking your altars and the things. Sure, you sure. But other yeah. thing, I like I I really appreciate tips because I mean I I know the things that I do regularly, but I love tips like I wouldn't have think to like to like bless my car or like protect my car. I wouldn't necessarily think to do that to like, you know, I mean, I I love tips like that because I think we can always learn how to incorporate magic into areas that maybe we wouldn't. Absolutely. And it's like, one of the things I'm working on for this coming year is my different approach to magic. Um, I attended this ceremony with one of the local uh, Native American nations out here, the Grand Ronde, and they did a ceremony called Putting Canoes to Sleep. Mm. So it's their ceremonial canoes that they take out on the rivers and on the ocean throughout the year. And in the fall, they do a ceremony to put them to sleep. And part of it is to thank them. And what I learned from that is about entering into relationship with the objects that you use every day. So like not just say car, protect me. It's like and serve me. It's, I think sometimes capitalism gets into the mindset of witches a lot. And it's like, let's let's enter into a relationship together. I'm going to take care of you and make sure that you, you're clean you out really nice, clean you out nice, clean you up, make sure your engine's working, get your oil changed and stuff like that. And in turn, let's take care of each other. And thank you for getting me where I needed to go. And if I had an accident this year, thank you that I'm still here. That I'm still here. Because <laughs> if I had not been in you and I'd been hit by that car, that wouldn't have been the case. So probably I should wipe the deer shit out of my car that my dog just wiped all over it. You know, <laughs> just to thank your car. Yeah, Riley. it's about, so for me, that's one of my goals. The more you know. The more you know. Yeah, so that's one of my goals <laughs> in the coming years, entering into relationship with. I love that, though. Yeah, I so that. I think I think part of what we were talking about is, you know, I think part of the reason that it's so magical this time of year is it's so energetically charged. And that's people get super depressed sometimes at this time of year and people get super happy. And you have that whole spectrum Mm -hmm. of in-between. And I think that's part of what creates so much, makes this such a magical time is just because the energy level on on either side of the spectrum is so high. Everything is magnified. Yeah, Yeah. and it's a great time to harness that and bring it it into the new year. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, now we're going to switch gears and welcome our special guest today. We are delighted to have Jason Mankey with us, who is a third-degree Gardnerian high priest and helps run two witchcraft covens in the San Francisco Bay Area with his wife, Ari, who is fabulous, by the way. 
Jason is a popular speaker at pagan and witchcraft events across North America and Great Britain. He is the channel manager at Patheos Pagan, the world's most read pagan blogging site, and writes there at Raise the Horns. He also writes for the magazine Witches and Pagans. Jason is the author of Transformative Witchcraft, The Witch's Athame, and The Witch's Book of Shadows, and is the co-author of The Witch's Altar. And he has a new book that just came out, right? It just came out last week. Just brand new book. um, The Witch's Wheel of the Year, Rituals for Circles, Solitaries, and Covens. So, Jason, welcome to That Witch Life Podcast. That just makes me sound like, you know, important and accomplished. So, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. That's my job is to make you feel good. All right. So, so we're starting... How we uh, start with all of our guests by asking a very important question. How did you know that you were a witch? Wow, that's a really good question. <laughs> I, you know, Surprise! I've thought of like the one moment before, right? But it probably was 36 hours after reading Celtic Magic by DJ Conway. Okay. And saying my first prayer to the goddess. That was like this huge moment in my life. I'd been saying the same prayer that my grandmother taught me every night for, like, I don't know, 15 years or something. Uh, Lord, keep us safe this night, secure from all our fears. May angels guard us while we sleep till morning light appears. And then that night I said, Lord and lady, keep me safe this night, secure from all our fears. And I felt something when I said those words. And I was like, wow, this is it. This is the path. This is the place to be. It was a missing, it was a missing piece. I think a lot of us felt that way too, is this, that, that connection of suddenly, okay, this is, this is what I was missing. And for you, it was the the divine feminine. For sure. Absolutely. That, That was the thing. And I think my first four years of witchcraft, that was all I was really focused on. And as somebody now who is known for talking about the horned God a lot, I was absolutely terrified of him. Interesting. Why were you terrified, do you think? Yeah. I think I was terrified because I had grown up in the Methodist church. And, you know, you're taught to be terrified of hard beings as a Christian. Oh, okay. And so. It took a while to overcome that conditioning. Yeah, also, that makes sense. It, yeah, I just wasn't interested in male deities at all either, you know. And so I just tried to ignore them as much as I could. <laughs> Yeah, well, tell us a bit about your new book. I know you sent me a copy, and I'll admit I did not get to finish reading it. Uh, it's been a really intense work and writing time, which is why I haven't been blogging on Patheos as much as you ask for us to. But um, I got a really good one up this week. But um, so tell. But I I was um, reading through it, and I found that this is probably going to be really good for people who. Um, are curious about Wicca, but not just. It's not just a beginner's book. It seems to be kind of a 201 book, not just a 101. It seems like you, it's helpful to already have some sort of knowledge or basis in the Wiccan, in the Wiccan tradition. Would you agree? Yes. It's not a book. It's not a first time book. It's a second or third book. It's a book that's really focused on Sabbath rituals. However, to call it just Wiccan, it's not fair to that book because there are rituals in the style of traditional witchcraft in that book. And I really tried to make it not a Wiccan centric book. So it's like a lot of different things, but it really, it's for people who want to have better rituals. And if, even if those rituals are by themselves or with a coven or in a public setting, there's three Sabbath rituals for every Sabbath, one for solitaries, one for covens and one for large groups. Everything in the book is different. All of the circle uh, castings are different. All the quarter calls are different. And, you know, hopefully it's something that will help people do better ritual. I remember when I was starting out, you know, it was hard to find books that helped you with ritual. Yeah, there's certainly, uh, they certainly offer some meat for people to, to really dig into and work with it. And I thought that you, you offered some, a lot of our listeners are either solitary or they're just starting their group. So I feel like this would be a really helpful tool for people that are um, interested in getting deeper into um, those kind of th- those kind of rituals. So you mentioned it being like a second or third book. Do you have some recommendations of what might be a good first or second book in a, what, to perhaps either read alongside this one or read just prior to it? You know, it's such a personal question. Like, what is your one hundred and one recommended book? 
And I think a lot of it has to do with how old you are. So That's if a good you're point. Generation <laughs> X, there's like a small handful of books. Baby boomers have a small handful of books that they, you know, recommend. And I think millennials have their own books now too. So it's really personal. If I had to pick one 101 book, and it's not perfect by any means, but I probably like Starhawks to ride a silver broomstick the best. Uh, I feel like there's just a little bit more meat on the bones, and I find that I agreed with her on some things more than I did with other people. Uh, Starhawk's always a good place to start. She's such a great writer. The Spiral Dance is never a bad choice. But it really is. It's really personal. I don't know how to answer that anymore. And especially because at my age, I feel like I'm missing a whole generation of books, and I never went back and read the new 101 books. Well, so, yeah, so we'll certainly perhaps if if listeners have suggestions they want to post on our Facebook page, we can, you know, that would be, we could happy to share those. I, I really appreciate that you have those things translated to like different types of practices because I have found in my own practice that I'll pick up a book and I'll be like, well, this is geared so much towards Wiccan practitioners or this is geared so much towards people in a coven, you know, it's just like. And then I was like, how do I translate that for myself as a solitary practitioner? So I really value that you've, that you've created that so that it's accessible to different pathways. That's so cool. Well, I think that we don't really teach how to do ritual at the community. Mm-mm. People do public ritual or, or solitary ritual or whatever it is. And you just kind of have to go out there and uh, just, I don't know, you're kind of like left hanging in the wind because nobody ever helps you and there's no resources and, you know, you get these rituals and books, but they don't tell you that, well, this ritual is not really good for 80 people. And then, or this ritual is not really good for one person. And so being able to identify the different types of ritual and what works best in certain settings, I just think is really important and really helpful. And it's the kind of book that I wish I had had 20 years ago when I was doing my first public ritual and even my first solitary ritual, because those used to embarrass me. Because you'd read the solitary ritual out of a book, and it felt like you had to shout certain things, and I was just felt uh, uncomfortable. Doing yeah. It. <laughs> oh mentioned, my god, yes. <laughs> you mentioned something in your book about like how you were, um, you were so you were so nervous about your roommates coming in and hearing you shouting out to the gods. So I thought yes. that that was. I think we it's a really lot of this. awkward when you have roommates walk in on your rituals. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, hi. Hi. That's why you just live with witches. Nothing is happening. <laughs> live with witches, marry witches, that's it. But until then, so um, this being our, our Yule and Christmas and winter solstice episode, um, I spent a lot of time on the chapter about Yule in your book. And um, I love that you talked a bit about the, the ancient roots um, or some of the ancient celebrations to connect with winter solstice. I mean, honestly, winter solstice celebrations have been around since humans have been around yep. because they noticed the days were getting shorter, the nights were getting longer, and they would notice when, when, that, started to change the, when that started to change yeah. again and become a celebration of light. And so um, I would love it if you could talk with us a little bit more about what um, your research into the Roman um, practice of Saturnalia or the Lord of Misrule, which is which is some of my favorite favorite information you know saturnalia was a festival about upsetting the apple cart it was about inverting the social order yes it was about (laughs) a man dressing up as a woman and vice versa and all things in between it was about dressing up as an animal it was about drinking it was about good eating good food Uh, and really that was a part of european and some north american christmas winter celebrations for thousands of years up until really recently until about 1800 and people really needed that safety valve to go into a manor house and demand wassail you know from the rich baron and being able to turn the tables on them for a day and it really comes back to saturnalia and those practices and they were just found all throughout europe and you know i still think they kind of exist i think we transferred most of that to New Year's Eve in our society and the office Christmas party. So I think it's still sort of there. <laughs> the office, yeah. Just, just oh, saying the words, the so office funny. Christmas party brings something up. But I'm going to challenge you on that because I do think that we have a very old Saturnalia uh, festival that happens in the United States every year. Everybody hates it. It's loud and destructive. 
and it's the worst thing in the world. And everybody says it's anti-Christmas, but to me, it is a true spirit of Christmas, and that is SantaCon. So seriously, drunk Santas are the that, best. Yeah, that's that is literally what that is like. The, that's well, true. It takes all the cutesy kidness <laughs> and the sweetness, and it's Santa's like obnoxious. Just a, drunk yeah, just a bunch of drunk puking Santas. Santas in the middle of the street. So Barely. much vomiting on the street. Oh yes. God. That, okay, when I was back in New York a number of years ago, uh, we always ended up our. Our, win- our coven's winter solstice public event always seemed to coincide with SantaCon. <laughs> and and uh, there was this... Oh, okay, I'm telling the story. So there was this guy that showed... We were, would always do a toy drive at our coven events. And Hillary's <laughs> looking at the bottom Sorry. of her juice bottle. I was drinking, I was drinking some kombucha, <laughs> and you know how sometimes you get the real chunky bits at the bottom one of them went into my mouth but it, I, it surprised me I forgot what oh I was God. drinking well this this guy showed up <laughs> at our our winter solstice event after the event and he had this doll and he's like hello I swear to God this was like Krampus incarnate this old man showed, he wasn't that old but he just showed up and he was just not right and he showed up and he had this doll and he says, hello, I hear this is for the children. And so I have brought a doll to give. And you're and like, it was fuck a this, run. Horrifying baby doll. He had colored its eyes to give it eyeliner. Its hair was all ratty. Its dress was dirty. And oh it my was, God. It was a totally haunted baby doll. And then he like disappeared into the night. And, and you I turned stuck with that shit. <laughs> I know. I turned around. I walked, like, I'll tell you what I did. I walked back in, like, thank you. I walked back into the room and the, a hush fell over the room. And this was like post Yule raucous New York witches going, ah! and all of a sudden it was, oh, Courtney, what is that? <laughs> so no. I, took, I took my assistant, who was it was it embodied the Holly Queen because we we degendered the Oak and Holly King, and took her outside, and we did this whole blessing on this doll up on the at the corner of the you know, so we're at the crossroads, and like whatever spirit is in this, it's time for you to rest. And as we're doing this, this parade of Santas is marching down the street, going like, bah! oh my god, <laughs> it was like. It was like Perfect. So it's like whatever negative energy is in this doll will go on. Drunk parade of Santas going down Broadway. Yeah, and then of course I got home and I told my husband, "Yeah, you'll never guess what happened." He's like, "You didn't bring it home, did you?" And then our roommate came home and I'm like, "Ed, here's a story." She goes, "You didn't bring it home, did you?" So what did you do with it? Left it there on the street. Okay, left, left it there on the street. It was collected by by uh, New York Santas. Sanitation or one of the Santas who probably did terrible things with it. So yeah, so that's my that's, that's my counter. That fucking that, hilarious. Yes, I agree that the Lord of Misrule we appear at, at the office Christmas party, which certainly has a connotation. But I would say SantaCon is where it really continues <laughs> to thrive. Yeah, but, but office Christmas I, parties I, too are pretty lit. Yeah, I I think we're looking at the Conjuring Three, Annabelle's SantaCon. <laughs> <laughs> Annabelle Santa Claus. Oh my god. Oh my Can god. someone please write that script? Can we, we start in it? We should just do it. Put it on YouTube. We'll do it. Um, a movie recommendation for people who are interested in how Christmas got tamed um, was The Man Who Invented Christmas. Yeah. Dickens, oh. Charles Dickens is really credited for turning Christmas into a, fo- a holiday more focused on giving mm-hmm. and on, um, on family because before it was a raucous you know, crazy holiday up until the Industrial Revolution when it started to die out. Yeah. And that's something they talk about in the movie. It's with Dan Stevens, Downton Abbey fans. He's alive again. Yeah. And um, so that's a that's a good one to remember. And it's totally, uh, and especially if you're a writer, you understand because he's like having conversations with these characters and watching them come to life. So, but, um, so what are some other recommendations, uh, Jason, you have for witches to put magic into their time of year? Um, Hillary and Kanani and I were talking about things that, we personally do outside of, of ritual space to really harness some of this time. What do you, what do you do personally as a witch or what do you just recommend doing? You know, one of the things I love most about Yuletide is that it feels like everybody is participating to some degree because so many of those Christian trappings really do come from Saturnalia and the Norse Yule. So I really like to revel in that. And just, I mean, I like going to the mall even during the holiday season 
and feeling that chaotic energy and using it to pick me up. <laughs> he and I, I we're, we're the, the same only person. person. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love the chaos. Me, chaos. I walked I into love the it. mall the other day and I was like, I want to peel my skin off and run away. Like, I don't even know. I'm no. just like, get me out of here. Like, I <laughs> love the chaos. Meanwhile, Kanani and Jason are my happy bring the chaos. I like literally was like, this is the worst. This is my like worst nightmare being here right I now. Love, that is my favorite part. I love the chaos of it all. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so he's right. You're wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm right, but that's okay. I love it. So you're gonna be sitting it's at the okay mall. You're gonna be sitting in the mall, absorbing the chaos. I will. I have to go out and fill Ari's stocking. That's not a euphemism. And oh. so, you know, I have to. I have to go out. I got to make one more trip. And I mean, if when every time there's like a buzz anywhere, I I feel like you can take that energy in and kind of process it through yourself and make something better out of it. And that's what I really try to do when I go to the mall. I don't know. I just love when you go out at Yuletide, everybody at least is pretending that they're in a good mood. No matter where you go, like what restaurant you go to, you know, even the grocery store. And I just love feeling all of that. I think it's great. He's so right. I totally pretend to like people at this time of year. I, I, I never thought about like actually doing some focus on collecting chaos because you never know when you're going to need some chaotic chaos energy. Is good. Whether it's like you get through a sluggish time of year, you need to thwart a competitor at some point, you got to throw some chaos their way. Gentle chaos because Christmas is, is not terrible chaos. Yes. It's just there's a lot going on. There's like shiny bells in my face, that kind of thing. So I love it. Well, Jason, I'm throwing some chaos at you because you don't know that we're about to play a game, the three, the four of us. Actually, <laughs> the three of you are going to play the game, and I'm leading it. So it's one thing I realized is that Hallmark movies are very much like classic cult witch movies if you just look at the plot because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they're really creepy. Yes. And they don't um, – there's some kind of magic in them. Yes. And um, you don't really believe that they're ever going to be real, but you kind of wish they were, you know, just – having the access to a millionaire suddenly walking into your life and falling in love with you, even though you've been really mean to him. I mean, come on. Well, that just yeah. happens to me. So maybe, maybe <laughs> that's just yeah, That sure. just happens that's to you. Is that why you still work the job? That's, 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 just, that's just, just my me. life. That's so, just my life. Anyway, but also Kanani <clears throat> is way behind on seeing her classic witch movies. Oh my God, like everyone she's seen, like none, none of them. them. So the crow, what we're finally. Gonna, she finally saw the crow and she, she organized she it. it. So we're playing this game. <laughs> we're playing a game called, is it a Hallmark movie or is it a classic witch movie that Kanani still hasn't seen? And wow. the winner of this gets these handmade gift tags and I'll mail them to you if you want or you can decide which of these witches can get them if you don't really care. <laughs> I bought them on sale at Safeway. So I, you to- I told them I'm going to fight whoever doesn't give me the the deer head. All right, so so you're telling us the plot? I'm giving you the plot. Okay. And you have to decide is this a Hallmark movie or is this a classic witch movie Kanani still hasn't seen? Okay, everybody put their poker face on. All right, get ready. Devastated at the tragic loss of his wife a man vows to find her again, even if he has to search for a thousand years. When he meets her reincarnated spirit several centuries later, she is engaged to another man. He stops at nothing from getting her back, and because she cannot deny the power of their love, they have a lot of sloppy kisses at the end. So, Hallmark or which movie? Hillary. Oh, man. Which movie? Kanani? I'm going to say Hallmark. Hallmark? Jason? I think it's a Hallmark movie. You are Hillary wins. It is Bram Stoker's Dracula, 1992 film starring That's Winona Ryder and Keanu Reeves. So <laughs> Damn you! I've never seen that movie. That's All the right. whole point. I know. Okay, next one. A young man is hired to accompany a young woman on a journey to a small town, which turns out to be controlled by an ancient cannibalistic death cult. He must play along <laughs> as though hell. he is part of the tribe. But the elders soon suspect he may be an infiltrator. He must get through this journey without being discovered. Hallmark or which movie? All right, Jason, you go first. I think it's a trick. I think it's a Hallmark movie. Kanani? I know. See, I'm with him. I keep thinking they must be Hallmark movies, but they don't. God, Hallmark's creepy. All right. All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say a witch movie. Which movie? Which movie? It is a Hallmark movie. God damn it. Oh my God. It is called, so Jason wins that round. It is called Holiday Date. A woman hires a Jewish actor to be her date for Christmas, but her parents suspect he may not be Christ-fearing after all. Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. A.K.A. Cannibalistic Death Cult. Okay. All right. 
The next one. Oh my god, fuck you. This film is inspired by Nordic pagan mythology. The old gods are dying, and an elf must beg the local village of mortals to resurrect the ancient lighting of the Yule Log, so the old gods will return again and Earth shall not fall to chaos. Hallmark or which movie? Kanani's go first. I'm going to say Hallmark. Okay, Hillary? Which movie? Which movie? Jason? Which movie? Kanani wins that round. It is a Hallmark movie. What? It is called North Pole. The North Pole is running out of magic energy, so contagiously optimistic elf Clementine returns to a small town to convince the people they need to uncancel their annual Christmas tree lighting ceremony to help boost the power. She gets the help of a young boy whose mother, Tiffany Thiessen, from St. Paul. I love Tiffany Thiessen! She's busy trying to make it as a reporter and falling in love with his teacher. Okay. Is this... Is this proof that Tiffany Thiessen is the reason for the season? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Tiffany Thiessen is the reason for the season. Okay, we got two more guys, and you're tied, so work really hard here. Damn it. During the Second World War, three children are evacuated to a small town where they are taken in by an eccentric old lady. Through the help of a charmed bed knob, they are able to visit different dimensions and learn the truth about love and family. Hillary. Classic wish movie. Okay, can I? Oh, I don't know if I would consider that a witch movie, but I think I know the movie it is, so I'm going to say classic witch movie. Okay, Jason? Witch movie. All right, you all get that one. That is Bedknob yeah, and Broomsticks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Starring okay. Angela Lansbury. So have you actually seen that I've one? Seen, uh, I have seen pieces of that one. I okay. own that one. All right. I own that one. I, I own it. Okay, that. you're all tied. All right, so this is for the grand prize. Dang it. Eight luxury handmade gift tags. Oy. Through a rip in space-time continuum caused by a comet, a World War II nurse is transported to modern day, where she comes to the rescue of several people in need and is herself saved by a cop. Here's a hint. It's starring Candace Cameron from Full House. Oh, Hallmark movie. Oh, I'm going to say which movie, just okay. because Hallmark, I feel like Hallmark which, seems Jason? Off. I mean, it's Super probably. Christian Candace Cameron. I know, I feel like that has to be a Hallmark <laughs> movie, but I'm going to say which is to be different. So you, you guessed? Hallmark. All right. Hallmark. Okay, so um, that is a Hallmark movie, which means Kanani and Jason are tied. Do we have a tiebreaker? I don't We should have had a tiebreaker. I should have had a tiebreaker. Shit. You know what? I will give him the creepy handmade gift, gift tags. <laughs> I'll fight you. Can we, can we agree to let... Hillary, have the creepy stag one? For sure. All right, there you go. Yeah! There you go. All right, friends, awesome. Okay, so we are wrapping up here. Um, normally at the end of our show, we do a, a the as below, so above, what we're letting go, what we're bringing in. But I'm posing a different question today, which is what was each, name each of us a challenge and a blessing of 2019? Um, for me, a challenge was, so... Having moved back up here just a little over a year ago, trying to find a, a company to sign with that I was really excited to work for. It's that balance of like, you know, you, a job is a job, but I also, you also want to like enjoy what you do and like the people. And, um, and so that was a big challenge for me, like finding the right place, which I did, which was also, is also like one of the blessings. But in, in, in that as well, um, I mean, it really was also about me finding my place back in Portland. You know, like I grew up here. Uh, so, so much of my formative years or so many of my formative years were here. And so coming back and trying to find my place as an artist here and as, and as a creative here, uh, took some time. Uh, but over the last, you know, quarter of the year, I really started working on some really meaningful projects, um, performance projects. Um, and it's, and it's now resulted in me, you know, being, spending a bunch of next year touring. So, um, so yeah, struggle to like find your find your footing and 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 find your place again. And then the blessing was that in doing that work to find that, um, it brought me pretty much everything I was trying to bring in. Awesome, Tony's up. I I would say my challenge is if I think back to, um, it was actually last December that we started recording these these podcasts. And I start if I go back to thinking about where I was then. My big major focus was on slowing my life down and not being committed to so many huge projects. And I managed to do that. And I have managed to uh, really kind of uh, focus on where I want to focus and not have being pulled in a thousand different directions. And so I think that um, the blessing of that has been one that my life is a lot calmer now than it used to be. And we also, a lot of the 
trying to pay things off and trying to plan certain things that we've been working on for years all started kind of coming into fruition at the end of this year. So, so it's not just things that we were working on this year. It's it's things are finally wrapping up this year that that bills that we, you know, have been starting to pay off two years ago are finally now getting paid off, things like that. So that's been the blessing this year is a lot of the things that we have been working towards finalizing and accomplishing have being are being accomplished and um I, I seem to have managed to kind of slow things down. <clears throat> Great. So I'll go and then give Jason a little more time to think about his answer. So I always find that my blessings and challenges are the same. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest challenges that I had this past year, which has honestly been a challenge for me for a long time, is to stop expecting people to be anything other than who they have shown themselves to be. And mm. I think that I was waiting for a long time for people that I felt had done me wrong to realize how, how sorry they were and come back or waiting for them to see my side of the story. And I had a realization at some point this year that that's not going to happen and that's okay, that they don't have to. And it sucks and just to kind of accept that, that, um, that, this, that just to walk away from some friendships and not carry resentment about that or that it was over and just accept that it happened and not expecting people to to change if they're not going to and so that's been a blessing because it's given me a lot more peace of mind and um and space in my head what um has been a a bless one of the real big blessings here has has been doing this podcast yeah it's, no it's, joke yeah it's it's really revived i think i was thinking outside of this obviously because we're on this right now but it's been a also, a huge it's been amazing. For me. It's it's been great. As you guys know, that how badly burned out I was mm-hmm. on witchcraft, and I think that this this podcast I can say single handedly brought me back brought back my love to it. Um, that and working on the Hakate book, those two things have have brought me back, fell, helped me fall back in love with witchcraft at a time when I really was not feeling the love from from or for it at all. Yeah, so. I think that one of the things this podcast has done for me is really just like. When I get busy or when things are kind of crazy or I'm trying to do a lot of work or trying like working towards a goal, sometimes I forget how important magical practice is in that because I'm like, oh, that's that other thing over here. I'm like focusing on this, right? And being a part of this podcast really made me look at how I utilize my magical practice and, and make it less of something that I did only in one section of my life and really integrated it into more of my life, which in turn I think has brought so many th- or has manifested so many things that I was working towards because I put that magical energy into it as well as physical energy. Yeah, I agree. And the the people we've met, oh my god, and that we never would have even Jason spoken to even Jason. Jason. <laughs> Jason, he and I are going to hang out sometime in a mall and, and like, just absorb chaos. We're just going to be you guys are going to go and hold Zen hands piece. and watch the yeah. Santa display there while well, while people are running yeah. amok. I'm, I'm, yeah. One of the reasons I'm, I'm ragging on Jason is he's kind of my boss at Patheos, so I can rag on him a little bit. Isn't that right? That, and that's my job there. You're the <laughs> boss today, Courtney. You're the, the boss. boss today. But how about you, Jason? What's your biggest blessing and challenge of 2019? Uh, you know, I think the biggest challenge for me of 2019 has just been the ugliness of the last oh. couple of years. Yeah. The racism, the transphobia, the homophobia, the hate crimes. It's a it's a terrible time to live in a lot of ways, but I'm held up by the good that I see in our community. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I see witches binding Trump and fighting for trans rights and those things that we care about, it makes me feel really blessed to be a part of this community. It makes me feel better. It picks me up on bad days. So out of the bad, I think that uh, we can see the good in people and the good in our community. But it's a shame that we had to live through all of this bullshit to see that. True that. True that. You know, I mean, turning on the news every night, it's just to be challenged, right? 
It is a challenge. So all the more reason to soak up the Mary in this season and try to bring some of that joy into 2020. Challenge to you witches out here. Soak up the Mary, soak up the light, soak up the chaos, because we're all going to need it in one way or another in 2020. Yes, fucking yes. There's a lot of battles in 2020 to fight. There's a lot of battles to fight. I think we've we've finally revealed our politics on this show. (laughs) And people had to figure it out. We definitely have. It was only a matter of time. I mean, like, I would like to assume that everyone assumed we weren't total douchebags so like (laughs) all right so one last question for jason so what do you have coming up and where can people find you Uh, i can be found easily online if you just google jason mankey the pathos blog comes up a lot of other things if you scroll deep into jason mankey on google you will find a christian minister who shares my name That's awesome. We should we should we yes. should write to him and tell we him how much we love him. his blog. Thank oh my you. God. Just write to him. Thank you for being on our podcast. Oh my god, we really enjoyed <laughs> talking about your witchcraft. It was amazing. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for him in a way, maybe, but yeah. not really. No, I don't feel bad for him at all. No, uh, I've got another book coming out next year, which is about Yule, Llewellyn's little book of Yule. Oh, and lovely. My, yeah, it's my next book, and then I'm writing the Horn God book, the God I was so scared of when I was younger. Now I'm writing his book. So there's that. So it's really busy. You know, not much traveling this year. Last year went to lots and lots of festivals. This year, a, a smaller number, but I'll still be on the road a little bit. Yeah. Well, we've so, really loved having you, seriously. Yeah, this has been great. Really all right, all, all y'all witches, be good, be safe. We'll see Happy you. Yule. Happy, Happy Yule. Solstice. Thank you for being with Sorry. us this whole year, and we will see everybody in 2020. All right, everybody. Join us on the first and third Mondays of the month for magical tools, tips, and stories about living as a witch in today's world. Find us at thatwitchlife.com for archived episodes and ask your burning questions for us to answer.